This week's episode of the Infos Podcast is brought to you by Comixology.com. Are you in desperate need of a superhero fix? We can help you out. Go to infamouspodcast.com slash comiXology and you can get access to Comixology Unlimited free for 30 days. And you can get access to Batman and Wonder Woman and Black Widow and Spider-Man and all these great comic book movies that are supposed to be coming out that have been pushed back. So go to infamouspodcast.com slash comiXology and start your free 30-day trial to Comixology Unlimited today. Hey, welcome back to the Infos Podcast. This is Brian. It's not Matthew McConaughey. This is Daryl. <laughs> and Daryl, I'm looking right at him this week. He's not on the phone. Um, this is our first live uh, in the revamped Nerd Den studio. Yeah, so it is quite spectacular. It's real and spectacular. <laughs> so yeah. So if if anyone needs me to hire to hire me to do shelves for their collectibles, <laughs> I'm your guy. Um, Man, this place—I mean, this desk you have—is amazing. Well, when we talked about it a couple weeks ago, this is the favorite thing I've bought all year. Man, so yeah, it's—I mean, even more than my Russian mail order bride. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's impressive. Then. <laughs> oh, anyway, uh, lots of stuff to talk about this week. We have a new episode of The Mandalorian, the the Harris, the Harris, Harris. Um. <laughs> Uh, we got a follow up on the Johnny Depp story from last week. <clears throat> Some Wonder Woman 1984 news, uh, WandaVision news, uh, which uh, the article that I have in the show notes like kind of looks at it as a pseudo bad thing. I don't it's... necessarily. Um, and then this huge this book is coming out, and George Lucas dropped some Death Star sized bombs about what his sequel trilogy was going to be it makes me sad right so we're gonna we're gonna get into that and then we'll close out with the uh the mandalorian um chapter what this 11 yes uh review so anyway um daryl moving on to johnny depp yeah uh so so the article is from bounding into comics So a news report claims that Warner Brothers will still be paying Johnny Depp for the third untitled Fantastic Beast film, despite the actor resigning from the film upon the request of the studio. So do we want to say he resigned? Because, like, yeah, that, he was fired. Yeah. Like, you know, like, this, this is a semantical argument. Well, we asked him to resign. No, you fired his ass because of... You were going to let him go anyway. Yeah. Um, I, You know, just kind of looking through this, it, you know, the... the uh, the whole the whole thing is just kind of gross um with the way Warner Brothers is treating their stars with uh varying degrees of tolerance oh absolutely is that a, is that a good is that a good way to put it and fairness yeah so um you know John, Johnny Depp has been accused of uh domestic abuse um by Amber Heard and he has countersued, and he sued for defamation, and, and to the Sun in um in in England, in Britain, um, and then he is you know currently in, embroiled in a lawsuit, I think, with the L.A. Times 
or is it the Washington Post? I don't remember. It's one of those with, two. Yeah. But so he's embroiled in one here as well. Um, but you know, we, we talked about this already. I mean, so many people came to his defense, and Amber Heard has a history of like beating up, you know, allegedly beating up exes, you know, both men and women, because she's, you know, she's she's an equal opportunity dater and marrier. Um, you know, and, and more power to her. There's zero judgment there. But, you know, the the thing is, is she seems like she's kind of an asshole. Yeah. And I, I remember when, even before all this stuff came out, a couple of my buddies were talking about, yeah, she's hot, but she's kind of crazy looking. Well, it's like I told you, like, I, I did not think she was very good as Mira. I don't, I don't know. She's, she's the weak link in Aquaman, which is not, I mean, you know, it's just underwater Black Panther. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, she's very aesthetically pleasing. Like yes. I do enjoy like watching her. <laughs> you know, but, it's just. But I've and again, it's not like I've seen her in a lot of stuff. But she she was in um she was in this movie with Nicolas Cage called Drive Angry, where oh, he was the demon God. or she was the demon. I, I don't never know saw that movie. It was really bad. Um, I put that as like you know it's a car movie, right? It's on the level with the rocks faster. Which is probably the okay. worst car movie, quote unquote, ever, and that is the most boring movie. I I have like I have a version of it, and if I need to fall asleep, I put it on. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I mean, it it is so bad See, for me. That would be Fast and Furious too, <gasps> with the CG cars <gasps> everywhere. <gasps> I can't watch it. You know that's the first one I ever saw, right? I did not see. I didn't see the Fast and the Furious. Until after Fast Four, so you were like, "Oh, I guess I could." I, I wasn't sure it. what was going on between <laughs> Dom and Brian there, um, so I went back and watched. It. I was like, "Oh, this makes so much more sense." And from that point on, is when I was like really all in. On, well, actually, I'm not even gonna lie; I was all in on the franchise with Too Fast, Too Furious, <laughs> which is horrible. It's a horrible movie. But just just think of that first one and yeah. how it was, how grounded it was for the most part. Oh, absolutely, and and just where it's gone from there. Yeah. I I think like I I love the first one, I really do. I I love Tokyo Drift. That's one of those I didn't like when I first saw it, and then I watched it a couple more times. I really like I Lucas like Black. It. Yes. Um, he was on um, that show American Gothic when he was he was a little kid, and he was great. And so when I heard he was in that, that's that's when I was, like, super excited. The other thing is Too Fast, Too Furious. Uh, I saw it for the first time ever on, like, USA. So it was, like, cut to hell. So... <laughs> Uh, but anyway, yeah, so no, but back to uh, Johnny Depp. Um, you know, I, I wish Warners was would offer him like the same kind of like grace that they're giving Ezra Miller, who has video proof of him beating up a woman in the street. And they've just kept, tried to keep that quiet. Right. Um, the same grace that they've given Joss Whedon by not like nailing his ass to the wall for all the stuff that's come out with the way he mm-hmm. treated Ray Fisher. Um and the fact that Jason Momoa finally stepped up for that, I think, is really cool. Right. Um, but, yeah, so I don't – I mean, you know, good on Johnny Depp for getting paid. Um, I saw they're replacing him in Pirates with Margot Robbie. Um, yes. So, you know, I'm not really interested in seeing a Margot Robbie pirate movie. But I'm not going to leverage any hate towards her for this. No one should. Like, no. she's not doing – She's she did not steal a job from Johnny Depp. It was, you know – they're going with a very bankable star. Right. Good and on them. That's what they that's should fine. do. That's fine. She's a good actress. Yeah, I really like Robbie. So, she was did you see Whiskey uh Whiskey Foxtrot Tango? 
Yes. With her and Tina Fey. Yeah. That's my favorite Margot Robbie movie, that, hands that, down. I really she, like that she's movie. The, that is my favorite I've ever seen her. I want to watch that one, Bombshells. Um, I think that might have hit HBO Max or maybe not. Or it might be on the way. Yeah, something. Maybe. But I really want to watch that one because I like Nicole Kidman as well. So. Yeah. Um, but, but to the yeah. back to the like the whole Warner's thing and you know we've joked about it for quite a while. There, it's like a team of monkeys that are just like throwing shit at the dartboard. Seriously, I mean they just laid a whole bunch of more people off too. Yeah. So, um, so and again, this goes beyond this. It just goes how HBO Max was you know put out like the whole Justice League debacle. Yeah, the, not Justice League. I was to say the whole DCEU thing. Yeah, just one hundred percent. They just don't know what they're doing. One hundred percent agree. So, um, all right. So let's uh, stick with that vein and move on to Wonder Woman, uh, nineteen eighty four. <laughs> Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. It's uh, gonna be out in twenty twenty four, probably. It's gonna, it's gonna come out in twenty eighty four. Um, they're like a century ago. This movie was made in twenty nineteen. Um, yeah. So. They're talking about delaying it to summer 2021 or releasing it in January on HBO Max. All right. I have arguments for both. So to wait until 2021, um, hopefully things will be more open and we can go to the movies. And this is definitely one you need to go see in the theater. I like it just is. Um, So there's my argument for that. My argument against that is HBO Max is not performing the way they want it to. It's not bringing in subscribers like Disney Plus did, like um, like even the Peacock, you know, did. And so releasing this in January will be a huge boom for them. Huge. Um, and I kind of want to watch it now. I don't want to wait, <laughs> like, just to be 100% honest. Uh, and I also think... This will show that this is something that they can do to be like, look, we're we're just going to start putting out content on these on our streamers. We have all our we have all of our own branded streaming services at this point. We're going to put this stuff out now so people can watch it. And then when things open up, we'll have a fresh slate of movies. We've got movies that are in production. You know, that way we're not going to have to wait until 2026 for something being shot today. Right. So in that I'm torn with that this. And the reasoning is well, let's, let's go with the HBO Max part. I 100% I, I you know, I don't keep up with the actual statistics of it or anything like that. But HBO Max they don't have anything that like makes again, if I say I'm a new subscriber why am I going to yeah. subscribe to HBO Say you're Max? not on my family plan for yeah, HBO right. Max. Um, yeah, no, you're right. And, you know, honestly, the kid, she watches it more than I do because at first it had all the Harry Potter stuff, but that's somewhere else right now. But she's been making her way through, like, the DC animated stuff and, and like, you know, she's back to rewatching Young Justice right now. Um, and then that movie Witches, which, um, did you see that got a whole bunch of backlash for uh body this this uh, not dysmorphia no, body disfiguration right um <laughs> anyway um it, it, <laughs> anyway no hbo max 100 needs to put this out like hbo now was doing okay when it was just the prestige like hbo stuff 
HBO Max hasn't put out anything. Like, like that that Coastal Elites like Zoom call show, you know, what, like I don't even It's just a bunch of like people like talking about media and stuff. It's, I I don't know if it's supposed to be satirical or what. It was dumb. Like I, I couldn't even finish it. Um I don't think any of the originals they've put out lately are like they're definitely not to the level of succession or euphoria or high maintenance even. Um so yeah, like I, I feel like they did not launch with a plan of like we have this groundbreaking content. They launched with the idea that we're gonna give you guys the Snyder cut in eight to twelve months. Right. And this is the other thing. This movie was supposed to come out when did what didn't you say it was supposed to come it was out? At the end come of out last... I think at the end of twenty nineteen. So I thought it was supposed to be like November, December then. And then it got pushed back. I don't know if it was like for reshoots or, or what. Now, but or look, if it was to avoid the last uh, the last um, Star Wars movie, yeah. So I look, I get the fact that when it ramps up, if it if they say if they do release it in the summer, yeah, they're gonna have you know the advertising marketing buzz. It's still and again taking out the fact that it, there is yeah the whole you know pandemic thing. Like when you have a movie like this that's supposed to come out a year ago. I think a lot of there's going to be people that are going to lose interest. There's not going to be a marketing buzz because all of their stuff hit the shelves four months ago. Oh, yeah. All of those toys are on clearance. All of those Ziploc bags have moved on to something else. All of those chip bags have moved on to whatever's next. So they're not going to do it. Which anymore. that makes sense why the Dune Pops yeah. that were supposed to come out this year. I mean, the figures still came Dude, out. Dude, those McFarland figures are so yeah. sweet. Mine, mine are coming, I think next week but like the pop figures got pushed back to october yeah and i was, i you know i was like what but that makes sense mm-hmm. so i what i would like them to do and again i don't know if it makes financial sense or not is maybe leave the christmas date and f- keep it out in the theater for a few weeks but release it on hbo max so i think if they put it in the theaters that they have to wait 90 days oh okay see that so, oh i forgot because the there's contractual so I, things for that i or? say just put it on max so I, it, like honestly just put it on hbo max get the boon of subscribers um hopefully it's in time for for something like season two of euphoria or something like interesting that mm-hmm. to kind of hit the service again and go from there I guess the, the the one good thing that uh, we watched was the vow, the thing about the Nexium um, cult mm-hmm. with uh, Allison Mack. <laughs> so I haven't watched that yet. It's really interesting. They're doing a second season of it, like so that like that's done well. But like, I don't know. I I think I think there's just a this is the chance to to fundamentally change how movies are are presented because. And, I'm sorry, my 4K TV and, and be able to sit on a, my, my couch and, and pause it and, and you know, pop popcorn or go get a different drink of water or take a bio break, that's a much better experience right now anyway than going to a movie theater with substandard screens, substandard projectors, um, having to take out financial aid to buy anything from the, from the snack bar because I don't really like – I mean – I do it from time to time where I'll smuggle in a snack or two. Like I always smuggle in drinks because I, I only Brian I, Solo. I drink water, but <laughs> right. So, uh, well, I, I learned how to smuggle stuff into places like when I was a little kid. Um, 
I went to a Giants Jets preseason game at the Meadowlands with my uncle, and it was cold. It was like it was it was like the end of the preseason was the last game, and it was really cold. So I had like a big coat on, and I also had probably like sixteen bottles of beer in my coat. Like I clinked when I walked. Um, so you know, uh, I started. They started me young. I, I started I started mulling alcohol into into sporting <laughs> events when I was a kid. Um, fast forward, my buddy and I uh, would mule uh, vodka into uh, the derby. We would we would take a cooler and we'd go to Kroger and buy like that like forty vodka that like is barely alcohol. Put some ice in, fill it up with uh, vodka so it looked like the ice had melted a little bit mm-hmm. to keep the vodka nice and cold. Um, put bottles of fruit juice in there, stick a sleeve of Red Solo cups, and then when we get there, we'd mount it and you know use the spout to pour out ice cold vodka and then mix it with juice and you know <laughs> there you go that's i did that with um my buddy donnie thought of that donnie was the dumbest person i ever knew so and he came up with what that we idea. used to do back in the day is to go into reds games yeah and putting in in the iced tea okay there you go so hey we have iced so. tea anyway but back to wonder woman we've kind of gone off on a tangent uh i think they do it i think they go with max right now Put it out. Let everybody see it. If they want to do a theatrical run later in the year to um, to get like qualified for any award seasons or anything like that, I think they do that. Yeah i i don't I don't know the problem. Again, I it's just they need to do something. They need to stop holding these movies back. Yeah. Although, how great would it be for Wonder Woman to win, like, the best, like, limited series, mini series, special event, like, Grammy? Or not Grammy, Emmy Award? <laughs> that would be awful. Patty Jenkins, best director in a limited series event. <laughs> because, and, and again, movie, like you said, movies like this are designed to see in a theater. You yeah, know, they are. They absolutely 4K are. 4K TV is great, but there's nothing like seeing a, the right movie right. With, the, with the crowd, which, again, the whole crowd thing we're not going to be seeing for a while. Right. But yeah, this is just a it just sucks. Yeah. And it's it's because there's been a precedent set this year where they've been pushing stuff back. So And in the article, if you see, they talk specifically about Tenet, right? And how Tenet failed. I want to reiterate, Tenet was never going to make a billion dollars. No. Tenet was, was not. not a tent pole movie that was the masses wanted to see. Christopher Nolan has this huge reputation as this master filmmaker, and he has a very acquired taste. Yeah. Oh, well, there are a lot of people that don't like his movies. Like, I, I'm not a fan. Like, I like a few of Nolan's movies, but overall, I do not. I'm not a huge Nolan fan. I did not like the Nolan Batman stuff. I don't think he understood the character. I think when he does his own stuff, like Interstellar and, and things like that, and I enjoyed Tenet. Like, you know, we you can go back and listen yeah. to our review of it. Like, I enjoyed it, but I think I, I enjoyed it partially because I got to go to see it in the theater. Yeah. And I mean, the New Mutants had that same thing because the more I think about New Mutants, the only thing I like about it was on a Taylor Joy. Yeah. And I like the second half of that movie. The first. Yeah. yeah the but, first half of that movie you were talking about going to sleep. Yeah. I could I could play that and go to sleep. <laughs> right. Pretty yeah, but then the, it's gonna hit the second half. Of your, oh, I'm up, <laughs> I'm up, and I'm watching, and I'm like, damn it! Now I need to go back to sleep, but I'm pumped up because of uh, Lockheed. So, yeah, I don't, I, 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 don't, I don't know, I don't know what they should do. I, I personally think they should put it on Max, but that's just me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's one of those things. I'm because I know this was a few months ago. I'd say definitely put it out in theaters, 
but now, like I said, there's that precedent set, and it's just well, and you know, we're not getting political here, but depending on the the outcome of the election, there's going to be a six to eight week lockdown potentially, and you know, there there's it's going to push again everything back, and and you know, do whatever it does to the economy. We may not be able to afford to go to the movies, right? So, and again, I don't know, and I, there's probably some states where. Again, I haven't kept up with certain states as far as if some theaters are actually even open. I have no idea. States. I mean, I know starting on Monday, Chicago is going, or Chicago. I think, I don't know if the whole state of Illinois, but Chicago is going back into a lockdown on Monday. So, yeah. anyway, let's anyway. move on to uh, to better things. Well, um, sort of. WandaVision. Yeah. So, uh, it finally, we finally got a, the release date announcement. They had said it was the end of 2020. Um, so, spoilers. The it's gonna come out on Disney Plus on January fifteenth, twenty twenty one. So they're missing it by two weeks. Yeah, like the so, whole you're not gonna like. Yeah. It. So not- Collider, Collider. So I, I pulled this from Collider, and it says Wandavision release date announced. You're not gonna like it. Um, and then and then their lead their lead sentence. Well, this is disappointing, but hey, twenty twenty giveth and twenty twenty taketh away. Uh, <laughs> I just gave the piece of paper the finger. Um, you know. I think waiting until until then is smart because um, the expanse is going to be in high gear right around that time. Um, and this that like I, I feel like they're doing a good job. These networks of like spacing their stuff out. Right. Because I, 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 I it's more fun to be able to talk about this stuff like independently of of them and not have to like talk about everything all at once or not talk about certain things. Right. So. You know, this is this is good for the the you know the Zoom cooler conversations at work. Like, Zoom cooler, yeah, right. I just I just pen that so you guys can use that. Um, but yeah, so there's a bunch of pictures. There's uh, like that were released. There's there's um, the link in the show notes. Some cool Catherine Hahn stuff. Great stuff with Paul Bettany and and you know Elizabeth Olsen. So, um, yeah, I, I I'm kind of excited. There's also um. So the show is going to be six installments. Um, it's taking its cues from Tom King, his recent Vision comic book series. Also, um, <laughs> but uh, it, Randall Park is going to show back up with his uh, FBI agent from Ant Man and the Wasp, which was great. Cat uh, Denning from Thor is coming back as Darcy, um, and is it Tayona Paris? Tayona Paris, thank you. Um, the grown version of Monica Rambeau from Captain Marvel will be in there. Um, and this is all going to tie directly into Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness, which is currently slated for March 25th, 2022. So like, to be honest, like if they waited until December, 2020, 2021 for this, that would not be a problem for me since it's tied into a movie. That's not going to come out for almost two years or right. almost over a year right a year and a half so at this moment yeah at this moment so, so uh you know i'm excited for wandavision i like wanda maximoff in the mcu i think uh elizabeth olsen was a great addition to the group um and i really liked her what little chemistry we got to see with her and vision um in civil war yeah was, and, was and really mostly good. in infinity war like the civil yeah. war stuff they had a couple scenes but Infinity War, well, obviously, over that two-year span, I just watched it yeah. again. But, you know, I love her. As, yeah. You know, I, I mean, at first, I like her just as an actress. Right. Overall. And you this, really like her in Old Boy, though. 
That was so <laughs> that's still so weird. That movie. It's good. Did you ever watch the original Korean version? Oh, that was the first one I okay, watched like okay, several okay. years yeah. ago. Um, so such a oh my god, they're both really good. Though. That, yeah. Like, but she's she's really really good in that movie. Yeah. Um, and and so is uh, Thanos. Um, <laughs> which so, is uh, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Josh Brolin, yeah. But, but yeah, they're acting like like you said the whole December twenty twenty one thing. Yeah, they're acting as if they're moving it back to that. Right, and it's so what two weeks? Like even if they said they Three were weeks, moving it whatever. back to that, I don't think I'd have a problem. I would. So, I mean, I want to see it. Yeah, but I, it's only six episodes. But I, I will say time. this at the same time: I haven't watched a lot about this. I haven't read a lot about it, so my anticipation for it is muted because I've seen the preview and the six pictures that they put into this post, and that's so all I, I've. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so the, oh, I've seen the pops. That's it. Yeah. Which I already have pre-ordered, by the way. So Daryl is a, a pop addict now. A pop hit. A pop head. You're a pop addict. <laughs> a pop exclamation point hit. <laughs> pop exclamation point addict exclamation point. Um, Daryl's Daryl's gonna be on the street one day. You know. Would you like a pop, man? The panhandling. Got Need the, money got, for pops. Got the chase. Uh, Black Panther. <laughs> Which, by the way, I did. I tell you, I have the um, Killmonger chase, and I got that from uh, like when I first started a couple years yeah. ago. I got it for like ten bucks. Oh wow. Oh, you like I have price books. You found oh okay. Yeah. Didn't even realize I had until I was rearranging stuff a couple weeks ago and said, Oh, I ha- I I have a chase. <laughs> so I have a couple chases. So um not many, but and I don't have any of them out. They're all stored away in darkness and secrecy. <laughs> uh all right. So WandaVision twenty fifteen or uh January fifteenth, twenty twenty one. Um, you know, it it's it's not the best news, but at the end of the day, like I'm not disappointed. Yeah, it, it it, honestly, this is not a big deal, really. So, all right. So moving on to uh, to our last topic. Um, so this is an article from Polygon, and there is a new book coming out. Uh, it's it's called The Star Wars Archives, 1999 to 2005, which is a companion to the 1977 to 1983 edition, and it covers the makings of Lucas's infamous. <laughs> prequel trilogy um and, and so this article goes into uh everything and, and and then it goes into the sequel and the sequel was supposed to be the return of darth maul so they were going to build on what happened in clone wars and darth maul was going to have consolidated uh the criminal underworld after the fall of the empire and he was going to be the new um, big bad in the in the verse to to use some Joss Whedon terminology there. Uh going through this like this sounds amazing. Like I like what they had planned for Leia was so much better than than what they did in the in the Disney um, the Disney trilogy. Um, what they did for Luke actually had Luke grow uh, as a character. And and then the the whole idea of the Republic and, and the, the dark areas the Republic created by usurping the Empire without a real plan of how to govern. I, I think it is really interesting. And then we're gonna get more into the wills, um, which which I enjoy. Uh so yeah, it, it it's um reading this made me kind of sad. Yeah, so uh, we were getting, oh, the other thing was we were going to get Darth Vader had a secret apprentice. 
right from the from the legends you know the the eu uh which was going to be darth talon the smoking hot twi'lek sith uh lord <laughs> and uh yeah that would have been that would have been amazing because like do you did, did you read any of the comics with her no i did not so you, so dark horse has like a, a couple different series with her in it um she was not vader's apprentice per se in the comics and i'm kind of like not remembering everything clearly because it's been forever since i've read them and i would have to go dig them out of the the, the, the darkness of the storage. darkness of storage <laughs> but uh but i i think that's great you know and and you know leia like you know it says in here like leia was going to be the one that actually did bring balance she was going to be the chose she would have still been the chosen one but she would have done it through diplomacy and p- politics and everything that bale had trained her to be this actually again the biggest thing issue with the Disney trilogies is they had no plan. None whatsoever. Well, they did have a plan. It was the force is female and your identity politics are going to be what's important in our Star Wars universe, not the story. Or they did what Captain Cole did. You know, part of the plan is throw out the plan. <laughs> That's true, too. So they had they had 11 percent of a plan barely even a concept but. what about the minutia so but yeah first of all i one thing i did love about the clone wars and which again i wasn't as into it as you were yeah. but i loved how they brought darth maul back yeah because the way they used him in the first in the phantom menace i mean uh, don't get me wrong Wait, did you say the phantom or the fandom I said Phantom. Okay, because there's two very different things: the Phantom Menace and the yeah. Phantom Menace. Um, and I, I think the way we're talking about this right now, people may think we're part of the Phantom Menace, and that's not necessarily true. But it's I, not necessarily I, I always either, thought but. about that. I when it, when I w- went to see that, I got disappointed. It was almost like spoilers in Infinity War, mm-hmm. which again, that's two years old. Yeah. But anyway, when Thor hit Thanos with the axe, yeah, I got disappointed because I didn't think they were gonna take that step that they actually did right so that was to be able to bring him back in this role if they would have done that all this strife and toxicity that in the star wars fandom that we have yeah there are going to be people that wouldn't like it right that's with anything but the fact that they had a plan and that lucas had a plan i should say with this as long as he didn't write it and direct it (laughs) No, he could have written it. Like he could have he should like he should always be the story writer. The yes. person who writes right. the story. And then someone else can do the screenplay and someone else can direct it. Okay, yeah, that's what I mean. So that's exactly what I mean. Yeah. I mean, look at Empire. Exactly. It that's that is the that is the blueprint for how the rest of Star Wars should have gone. And I to give him credit, I think if he would have done the same thing with the prequels. I would have felt a lot differently than than I do now with the prequels. So Dark Horse put out a series called The Star Wars, and it's the first. It's it's not the first draft, but it's an early draft of Star Wars, and it's really fun to read, and it's beautiful because it's Ralph McQuarrie's uh, concept art. But you sit there and you read it, and you're like, "Oh my god, there never would have been more than one movie if this is what he did." Like there weren't the the like you know. The prequels didn't have anyone telling him no. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, uh, 
a bunch of sycophants and and yes men and women like oh that's a great idea george let's go make a billion dollars instead of that's a great idea george let's do something really awesome and make 40 billion dollars so um it was just kind of greed and and things like that not by george um but yeah so i i you know uh i i think i think everything in here is is uh you guys just the, there's the link in there definitely go check it out um i love the idea that maul eventually becomes the godfather of crime in the universe because as the empire falls he takes over and that talon was the vader of this trilogy um and so we know where solo got the idea from mm-hmm. so but i mean yeah it's uh it's it's really it's really interesting um they they had talked about um Luke forming a new generation of Jedi from the survivors of order 66. So like 50 to 60 Jedi who had survived and out of the what tens of thousands. So you mean he didn't go on a planet to, you know, die and be alone? No, he didn't. From his guilt. He didn't go be alone with his sadness. So he didn't, he didn't take a, 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 you know, a little, uh, me occasion where he kind of went out and like just did his thing, drank his green milk. Yeah, he didn't go emo. <sighs> yeah, my thoughts exactly. Anyway, but I, you know, I mean, this is this is an actual story, and so to compare this to what we're going to talk about next with the with the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian has a plan. Mm-hmm. There is there is a you can very clearly see from you know like you didn't quite see it maybe in the pilot or the first couple episodes. But there's a plan, and and the plan is to to reunite the child with its people. Yeah, and and let me just say that I know people think you know hindsight and all this stuff. Just because you have a plan doesn't mean everything's going to work out, right? Or the, that you follow that. Plan. Yeah, the the tr- yeah. the prequel trilogies. You could definitely see the plan. Oh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't mean it works out. However, more often than not, especially when you're talking about entertainment vehicles such as this. When you don't have a plan, it shows quite obviously. Look at the, f- I was about to say Phantom Menace, but look at um, you know the Force Awakens and, yeah. the, and then go to the Last Jedi. You can tell right away there's no there was no onset plan for the trilogy. They're not even the same characters. No, not at all. And then when you go back to the Rise of Skywalker, they're not even the same characters again. They didn't they didn't take anything that they learned from the Last Jedi nope. and carry that over. They didn't take take anything that they built as the foundation from the Force Awakens and carry that over, and you know the whole thing with the oh it's the Resistance now, it was the dumbest idea. It was just a retread. It was just a lazy money grab. And I I still enjoy watching the Force Awakens. I do too. I really do. Absolutely. The other two, I still have their watched- moments. I still haven't watched The Rise of Skywalker since uh, yeah. I came to video. So, Last Jedi, again, that's one of those, the more I watch, the less I like. Yeah. Although there are parts of it that I really enjoy. I mean, it's like Endgame, where it's just a spot fest. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> There's just really cool spots that yeah. you cheer for. Um, Like, Endgame is the... Like, Infinity War is the superior movie to Endgame. Yes. 100%. Story-wise, everything-wise. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned something that I kind of want to dig into a little bit, the toxicity of the fan base. So everyone keeps talking about like the male fans and the toxicity of the male fans for star Wars. And, uh, after last week's Mandalorian episode where 
you know, we jokingly were saying Baby Yoda's a monster, right. um, but we were in jest. Yes. Right. Dude, did you like? I know you're not on Twitter, but like, there are people on Twitter like losing their I've minds seen some about of the tweets. this, yeah. and even people within the Star Wars story group are losing their minds about this, like calling it a genocide. Um, so they they took the time to say these are unfertilized eggs. So like, yes, there's very few of them, so they're a delicacy, right? <laughs> right, and and you know, and then they're like, you know, cancel Baby Yoda. Um, we have no idea how sentient baby Yoda is, like how quickly, um, that species matures, like just cause it's 50 doesn't mean it's a 50 year old so, human. So if a two year old ate the last grasshopper, are you going to cancel the two year old? Oh, you, you bring him to the town square and you string them up. <laughs> I mean, tar and feather. Like, yeah, that's like after you string them up and then you, uh, bring them to the forged and fire show and they do the kill test on it. Um, no, it, it's just like. The, the whole thing, like, one person is like, oh, it offends me because of my ordeal with in, in vitro fertilization. And it's like, you know what? I'm sorry they have to go through that. I yeah. really am. Right. But that wasn't atta- an attack on you. John Favreau wasn't sitting there going like, And look, if this is the thing. If, if you are looking for something to be offended by, you're going to find it in everything. Yeah. Literally everything. Like, I'm offended by the fact that you don't hang dry that shirt, and I can tell by the neck. Uh, I actually did hang dry. <laughs> you know what? It, it was I, I had it, like, because I had I'm it teasing. on yesterday. I'm teasing. No, it's yeah. funny, because I had it on yesterday, like, when I was, I to come over here, and then, like, when I got home, I took it off and just, like, threw yeah. it across it's the It's funny. Couch. You're that guy. You're wearing the name of the podcast that yeah. you're on. <laughs> yeah. Sir. <laughs> I, I normally, I mean, I have, like, seven podcast shirts at this point. Like, I... Like, I'm wearing my Nightwing shirt. I was about to say, you're wearing so. your Nightwing. You wear that to bed, don't you? No. Yeah, you do. No. But I do have two of them because I got a grease stain on the other one, so I might wear that one to bed. <laughs> um, but no, it, it's it's just one of those things where people are so eager to get offended. And it's and and then they turn around and they call call it, you know, toxic masculinity or, or, or the fandom menace. And here's the thing. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Don't watch it. If you're offended by it, stop watching. You know, just because you don't like it and because you didn't get the joke, you know, and, and you have a personal tragedy in your life that it might be too soon for, you know, I apologize to you that you've had to go through that. Or n- let me rephrase that. I don't apologize. I, I, I feel for you. And, and as a human being, I'm sympathetic for what you've gone through. I would say this. And again, this is shows my nerdness in a way or my geekness whatever you want to say so i'm reading or listening on audible the practicing stoic okay so i was was listening to that on on my thousand mile journey up here beyond the wall you came (laughs) north of the wall so we need daryl to move north of the wall so he can come in more often (laughs) yeah he said that what you said that like three times already today uh, I think that might have been the eighth time I've said it. <laughs> like, I mean, Ohio is just like superior. I'm going to offend a lot of people, but Ohio is superior to Kentucky in every way. Yeah. <laughs> every way. I mean, it's superior to Michigan. It's superior to Indiana. It's superior to Pennsylvania. Oh, I almost said something it's about It's definitely Michigan. superior to West Virginia. So, uh, and Illinois. So all the little states that border around us, we are the heart of it all. It actually has a weird shaping. It's like shaped heart. like a heart. Yeah. That's why it's called the heart of a doll. Yes. But, and, and, you know, it's like, 
you can argue it's the best state in the union, but like you know, we'll, we we can talk about that on another <laughs> but time. But they have Ohio. It has Ohio State though. <sighs> you know, we do that so that we can like kind of be brought down a little bit to everybody <laughs> else's level. But to the point of the practicing stoic, it's it's yeah. To summarize what, and it's funny, I was just listening to the chapter on anger and how we react to things. And I think I've said this before, but it's, and this wasn't from the book, but I've heard it before. It's like, try hard not to offend, try harder not to be offended. Yeah. It's that simple. It's don't live life in like, just focused on your emotional response. Yeah. You're going to have an emotional response and stuff. Doesn't mean you let it drive you and too much, too often people do. Yeah, so I, you know, it, it's a fictional puppet that was eating fictional gelatinous cute uh, orbs. Mm-hmm. You know that I think were mostly CG anyway when he was actually eating them. Uh, and the little final cut where he had that last little midnight snack was hilarious. Oh, it absolutely, was hilarious. And I, you know, again, if you're offended by it and you're writing, I, I forget who it was, some writer person who used to be attached to star wars she had like a 24 tweet like diatribe going back at pablo hidalgo who you know needs to move on from the story group anyway um about like just bitching about this just complaining about this just like you know this and that and her her solution to all of this is that star wars needs more women and um pablo came back at her and i think it might have been pablo i don't remember who came back at her but like listed all of the people who are like so Kathleen Ke- from Kathleen Kennedy down as far as like executive producer level people producer level people go and it's it's mostly women as you if you watch the credits um <laughs> and so but her her thing was well great there are women but we need more women writing it and it's like the reason the Mandalorian is so good is because John Favreau writes every episode yes it's one cohesive voice going back it, to the plan we were talking about it's there is a plan and you know there is a writers room i'm sure and, you know, but John Favreau is the story guy, you know, he's got Dave Filoni as like the canon guy to make sure that they can do things, um, which I actually Wolf. kind of, well, and yeah, Wolf. Yeah. Um, I missed that. Um, so the, in the Marshall, mm-hmm. when the, uh, the minor shot Boba Fett or shot, uh, Cobb Vanth, uh, the bull, the, the blaster should not have dinged off of it like that because in canon in actual canon uh boba fett's boba and jango fett's armor was durasteel not beskar so they've made like a huge change to to things and you know lucas went out of his way to make sure that it was known that jango wasn't a mandalorian Mm -hmm. and and, you know by by extension boba um so was like is it going to be that Boba was a foundling and now it's actually Beskar and they're going to make a change to canon again? I don't know. It's interesting. So I don't know. Anyway, but as far, as far as all of, of like the, the toxic fandom, it's this kind of stuff. That's the toxicity. It's people can't just enjoy it and let other people enjoy it. Right. And, and it's not just like, these people who are upset about the eggs it's the people who are upset about ray who call ray a mary sue who are upset about rose and and the misuse of kelly tran as an actor who she Mm -hmm. should have she's very likable and rose should have been a much better character if ryan johnson was as good as his job as he thought as he thought he is halfway competent 
Rose would have been a, a a character people would have loved. And, oh, absolutely. And, and young girls could have looked up to her as an engineer and and not um, hall monitor. Yeah. So anyway, let's uh, let's talk about the heiress. Yeah, let's get to the good stuff, the positive stuff. Uh, all right. So I just got to say, um, my girl, the champ, the champ is here. The champion. The champ is here. Sasha Banks, um, Mercedes. I don't even know how to pronounce her last name. Vicetto. Um, so that's her real name. Yeah, right? that's her okay. real name. She crushed it. I was so excited. I'm. I'm. I was a little sad that she wasn't Sabine. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, she's a she's a true blue Mandalorian. Her her character uh was named uh Casca Rivas. So not Sabine Wren. Now, was that one of the rumors that she could have been playing? Yeah, there was a rumor. I mean, I I think part of it was because she's kind of looks like the cartoon version of Sabine and she has like blue and purple hair. So, Mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, so this is, uh, this one is is interesting, right? So (laughs) the, the only summary is the Mandalorian braves high seas and meets unexpected allies. Yes. Could it be more vague? Yeah. So uh, you could also put high C's in parentheses caught into his own stupidity. So, all right. Um, so let's just start from the beginning of the episode. Mando's flying into Trask. Um, Man. And he's asleep. Why yeah. is he always asleep? Asleep at the Why? wheel. He's Literally as- asleep at the wheel. He, he, he sleeps at that cockpit and it's constantly the wah, 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 wah. It's like, you know, maybe if you're awake, you would never have to hear that sound. Like, why do you sleep so much? And it, it's it was tough watching the Razor Crest. That thing, the is... poor Razor Crest, right? Like the Razor Crest is kind of a character. It's not like the Falcon, right? It's right. not. It's not like a full on character, no. but um, it, it's definitely pivotal to the show. Uh, having to go in manually and watching it just kind of like deteriorate as it's going down. And oh yeah, by the way, spoilers. Um, yes. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Because we can't. I mean, so we, we we literally changed our recording schedule so we could talk about <laughs> right. these. Um, so we're gonna spoil it. Um, anyway, as it's going down, coming in, like, because I did wonder, like, how did it get out of the gravity from the the ice planet and not burn up with everything going on with it? Well, I mean, the back hatch was open. Yeah. there was a gaping hole. Like, if the only thing that was pressurized was the cockpit. That leaves everything else to just burn up. Yeah. So anyway, um, <laughs> just suspend your disbelief. Yeah. And, this is not the yeah. expanse. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, well, that's gonna be interesting oh. to see if they do that this season. Right. Um, but yeah. So then he lands. You know, I guess land land might be a a, a, yeah. a really like broad way of looking at what he did. Uh, he launch pad McQuacked this thing. He one hundred percent launch pad McQuacked it. He came down. It land. It, it it actually hit the 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 landing pad, but then fell into the ocean. And what a cool use of a former um, ATAT crane, right? Yeah, and with with the sound and everything. Yeah, it was it was, was awesome. It was awesome. It was, it was a really cool visual. Um. And then that grifter dock worker who told him, yeah, I can work it. I can fix it. And, and he's like, I'll start by putting fuel in it if it holds fuel. 
and I, I love that part with him watching yeah. Mando try to land. Oh, just shaking his head. And then when he goes into the water, he's just like, oh, geez, another one. It's like he was like, another one. Yep. Just, another one. Another goddamn Mandalorian. Um, so then the frog lady and frog man are reunited. Um, and he quickly got to business of fertilizing the eggs. Yeah. I mean, so, they did not play around. I mean, before he took off on his adventure, there was a baby frog lady. So there you go, people. <laughs> the, the, the species is safe. Yes. It, it was But not. if they're the last two, is, like, incest a problem, like, to, to perpetrate the species? Because, like, well, I mean, really, they're... if they're the last two, aren't they just kind of, like, delaying the inevitable? Well, I mean, they, you know, they just have to be fruitful and multiply. And, yeah, and you know, whatever, whatever comes to pass, comes to yeah, pass. How, however that works. Yeah. I mean, I guess if it's an egg and you're just fertilizing it, like, I don't know. Yeah. But um, I'm not a I'm not a frog person biologist, so um, I'm not a xenobiologist. <laughs> if any stretch of the imagination <laughs> to understand uh, alien physiology. But, um, no, that was cute. And I did like how Baby Yoda was like, oh, hey, look, yeah. it's an actual baby. Hi. Yeah. Hi, baby. Do the magic hand, baby. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so they go, and he's looking for information. They go to a diner. I guess that's what you would call it, right? A cafeteria? Something. A dive. Yeah, a dive. And uh, he orders a bowl of chowder for the kid um, that tries to attack him, that tries to attack the I mean, child. That, that's some aggressive food right there. I mean, that's right up the child's alley. That's yeah. the type of food he needs to be eating, right? Yeah. I did see a funny thing about um, the reason Yoga, Yoda was on Dagobah. Wasn't because of the dark side energy to mask him. It was because it was a smorgasbord for their kind. Um, now all that all that's making sense right it now. Makes so much sense. Um, but so he, I love it. The guy's like, well, you can't just sit here. The seats are at a premium. He's like, well, I, I, I want I want info. Um, so he, he he tells him where to go. Um, he then takes the kid with him. Right. He takes the kid with him. With essentially pirates? Okay. Like, look, you're a Mandalorian, right? Not, and I know he said, you know, the kid goes where I go. Yeah. But obviously he changes that later on. He has a built-in babysitter yeah. on this planet that he knows no one. So I understand his need to find his kind. I right. understand that. However, just take a little bit more caution, dude. I, I know it's a story, but just from a standpoint of this guy who's been around for you know, the underbelly of being a bounty hunter and stuff. Yeah. He trusts people all. He's the most trusting bounty hunter I've ever seen. Right. I I don't get it. So he's like, hey, can you help me? Yeah, let me get you in this um enclosed captive environment of a boat. And and I'll I'll take you off. They'll take you out where where there are people. Um so they get to the middle of the ocean. And they ask if you ever seen I forget the name of the creature. Um, yeah, I know. they're like, "Have you ever watched the sea creature eat?" And he's like, "It's very interesting. The child will definitely like." And I'm like, "Oh, they're gonna yeah. feed. They're gonna try and feed these two to this whatever this creature is." So they dump a bunch of fish in. The thing bubbles up, and then the guy like just shoots the pram into the middle of the so hole. The first thing I saw was okay. If like so, if I'm walking with a kid, yeah, you know, I keep the kid away from the street, right? If I'm Boba Fett, I keep the kid. I don't keep him between me you and the guy I don't if even you're know. Dan yeah, not Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Yeah. I mean, Boba Fett would have done the same thing yeah. too. Let's be yeah. honest. He was. Well, a, he's he was in an Sarlacc as well. Oh, anyway, but 
If I'm the Mando. No, he's humping around on uh, I, on Tatooine, Tatooine without water or a hat. Doing whatever. He's going to get so sunburned. <laughs> so, But yeah, it, it's just his lack of caution as a character is... I know this seems like nitpicking, but it's not. I don't not. think it it's is. Not. It's a character flaw at Right. This point. It's a major character flaw. So, but And he doesn't learn. No. Be- we'll get into that in a He's minute. such an idiot. Um... So yeah, so they 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 throw the child in the pram into the the pit there, and I love how the, the like the sandworm, the waterworm looking thing comes up and like the mouth encloses around it, and he's like boop and closes the <laughs> lid just at the last second. I thought that was pretty cool, but then he dives in. After he watched them open this gate, he dives in instead of just killing every one of them yeah. and then diving in. So uh, so that happens. So he dives in, they close the gate, and they're trying to stab him, and, you know, he's he's, yeah. he's, he's about to die. Um, <laughs> the, the Mandalorian is about to die. Remember from Gauntlet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, so then, like, some actual Mandalorians show up. And that was, so, I love that intro scene. Um, or, they fly in, they do their Mandalorian thing. Uh, it's very reminiscent of Clone Wars because it's Clone War era, Clone War era Mandalorians, um, and you know they save the day. They help him out. Sasha Banks goes in and saves the kid. Um, bring him out, and then they start talking. And you know, Katie Sackhoff's like, "We got you, brother," because uh, you know it's her voice, right? And so then she takes the helmet off and reveals it's Bo Katan. And oh, oh my was god, awesome. was it perfect? It was so she had the she had a Mandalorian headband, she had the red hair. It was perfect. Um and he is like, where'd you get that armor? It's like Is this gonna be the question you ask every time you meet a Mandalorian? <laughs> but it but uh, with that conversation, it does make sense. The 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 this was one of the Death Star sized bombs. Yes. That was dropped on this episode. And um, what was the male? Was it Axe Woves? Uh, his yeah, Axe Axe Woves. I loved how he says he's one of them. He's one of them. Um, so I, I have uh, so what I have I have Bo I have Katie Sackoff for the win, and then I have a religious cult for the win. So the Mandalorian Dinjarin is a child of the Watch. So this is a if you if you did not watch Clone Wars, um. Death Watch mm-hmm. was a terrorist cell of the Mandalorians after they had gone uh, peaceful. And they wanted to bring Mandalorians back to their warring ways. Survival of the fittest. Um, kind of like Viltrumites from mm-hmm. Infamous, if you will. Um, or I guess Infamites are kind of like Mandalorians, uh, if you will. Um, anyway, so so he he's... Uh, they're like, yeah, you no, know, you're, you're, you're part of this cult, dude. We're, we're actually real Mandalorians. This armor's three generations old uh you know we are from mandalore and he's like that's a cursed planet because they want to take it back and he fly he takes the kid and just flies off like a yeah. baby like you know it's like it's like anytime you have a it, it so you are religious i am not mm-hmm. we get along just fine yeah just fine i mean because, i tease you when you pray before yeah. you eat but like you know but also we're adults yes but this is like any conversation you have with someone right now who is like I have this differing opinion. Well, I'm just leaving because I don't want to hear it. Right. Like, th- it was it was a, it was a, for something that was filmed almost a year ago, it was a very strange microcosm of what is happening at this very moment. Yes. Um, so he flies away. And then what happens? 
He <laughs> walks into a trap. You killed my brother. I, I didn't kill your brother. Well, we think you did. So now we're going to kill your pet. Yeah. How about we're going to kill you? And we're going to eat your pet. <laughs> the, the fact that he walked into trouble like that. Just with like, zero hesitation. Dark and dark. Dude. You can fly. I was going to say, you have a jetpack. door of the frog people. And say, hey, can I just hang out here for a bit? I, I, you know, I know this isn't an Airbnb, but here's a few credits. Let me hang out for a Yeah, time. until my so, ship gets fixed. Yeah. That simple. Fixed. But um, with that being said, and again, Bo-Katan to the rescue. Yeah. The, man, the real Mandalorians come in and save the day. Watching them fight, it just shows the difference between him. Because... Again, my nerdness. I'm, I'm reading uh, the way of the samurai. Yeah, and one of the things they talk about is grace and grace. What grace is mm-hmm. efficiency. Right, and and that oh, was the way they just efficiently yeah. take these dudes. And, out. And that's what I wrote down here is like how um, graceful they are in their efficiency because they're just. She's like, he didn't kill them. He didn't kill your brother. Yeah, I, I killed did. him. Yeah, and now I'm killing you. I mean, can we take a second just to to respect the fact that anytime Katie Sackoff is in any of these genre things she is a 100% badass even on the flash when she played um oh uh, Aminette Black Aminette Black with her shitty British accent she was still a badass yeah cause you know she was using the metal and, and you know she was metal bending and, and all that metal fun bending. stuff um but yeah I mean like Katie Sackhoff if this season ended today I'd be like can we just Actually, I'm going to make the same comment I made about the Bionic Woman 15 years ago. Let's replace the main person, Mandalorian, with Katie Sackhoff. Yeah. Michelle Ryan, the Bionic Woman, should have been killed. Her memory should have been put into Katie Sackhoff's Bionic Woman. And that series would still be running today. Um, Well, maybe not today. But, you know, it would have ran for more than 12 episodes. Let's replace... Bitchy little Dinjarn slash. Well, let's just say Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Um, and 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 with an actual like actor, adult, like superhero. So, my thought is, I I think we talked about this in the premiere. Yeah. Timothy Timothy Oliphant's character. Yeah, why not? And now you have Bo Katan with again Katie Sackhoff. Absolutely love her. Right. Absolutely love Katie Sackhoff. Right. And I was, it was funny this morning. I was again, as I do, I read, I watch reactions, and mm-hmm. one of the reactions were like, you know, I love these new characters, but I don't want them to, you know, overshadow the Mandalorian. And I, and I was thinking, actually, I kind of do. I love these new characters. Yeah. I don't want them to be brought down by the Mandalorian. Yeah, I, I want more of them. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, I would much prefer to see them. Um, so you know, they have a, they have a heist, as is in. You know, it, there's always a heist with these yeah. people, you know, <laughs> like, <sighs> what do you mean? These people? I mean, these, these pirates. Oh yeah. Oh um, <laughs> yeah. That, that's kind of what they do. Honestly. Yeah. So, uh, I, I will say seeing, um, the, do I still have it out? Oh no, I put it away. Um, the troop carrier, the Imperial troop carrier. Um, I love that ship. The one that can hold the ties underneath it. Right. Um, that's what they were on. And it was it was stocked to the gills of Mandalorian weapons, so they wanted them back. So the whole idea was they were gonna go and they were gonna 
pirate this ship. Yeah. Retake, um, what, reclaim what yeah, was reclaim there. Yeah, reclaim what was theirs. Uh, Titus uh, Welliver as the Imperial Commander. Okay, that uh, okay. I, I love that guy. Um, I don't know if you watch Sons of Anarchy. Oh, absolutely. But the yeah. season when they went, the, the half a season when they went to Belfast. Yes. And then the following, I guess, eight episodes where he was like on the run are the it's the best stretch of that show because he is such a great I love villain. Him. Yeah. Um he's he's amazing. He's 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 one of the best like oh that guy actors. Right. But like not just like oh that guy. It's like oh that guy fucking kicks ass. Yeah. Um so he's the imperial Isn't he commander. Bosch too. Yeah. So yeah, he is Bosch. Um so he he's Irish as well, I I do believe. So um or English something. But he uh you know, they're they're going through everything and and it's happening and the Mandalorians get on the ship and after they, Jen decided to leave the the baby with the frog people. So he way. did not take the baby right to this. Mission. So I guess where you go, he goes is a lie. Absolutely. That is not the way. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so they go through and, you know, I, I think Den um, represented himself well. Like he, he did some really cool outside the box thinking mm-hmm. stuff. Um, you know, it showed the power of the best car armor. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was one of the key takeaways from this is like, why is everybody always after this? Now we see. Um, and, and like, I mean, cause he just walked down that hallway and he was like, ping, 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 yeah. ping, 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 ping. and there was, a, they, they had a repeater blast. I on. love that sound effect, by the yes. way, of the laser blast hitting the, um, the best car. Um, you know, and he blows, blows everybody up. But the coolest thing is they go to take the cargo bay and they <laughs> lock them in the control room. And the guy's like, we have them locked in the cargo control. Where? And Titus Welber's like, where? And then as soon as he says where, they get just flushed out into the atmosphere. Um, that was that was really cool. Um, and then when the Imperial commander reaches out to Moff Gideon, he's like, we need backup. And he's like, well, if this is the people I think it is, and I know they're after yeah. me. Backup ain't going to help you. Yeah, backup. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> you know what to do. Um, so, you know, as the Mandos are making their way through the ship, like they're trying to crash it into the into the platform, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and they get there and they kill everybody. Say like you know, Titus Welver's left the Imperial commander, and then he does the equivalent of a cyanide pill with the electric suicide tooth. Is that something that's been in books? I've and never stuff? seen okay. that, but that was the coolest effect because it was like because um. So if you remember when when Palpatine was shooting Vader with lightning and you saw yeah. you didn't just see like the interior of Vader you saw Anakin's skull yeah right you saw like the whole half of his skull as he bit down on it and it was like so cool yeah that was something they did when Gamora fought Nebula in Guardians yeah when she that yep. that's a pretty cool effect yeah that's a really really cool effect I, I I thought that was great um you know so they saved the ship and then like all right we're gonna go and they were just gonna take him with them they were gonna take Jen Den with them right and uh he's like well no i gotta i gotta get this kid back to the jedi and you know this is my other problem with the mandalorian is um he's judgmental he's not curious mm-hmm. so he judges anyone he sees who who because he always asks like i'm looking for people who look like me mm-hmm. okay that's fine but um what about the people who do look like you and then you immediately judge them instead of saying so what is it that you're after so i will say this that it based on the conversation about the watch mm-hmm. that makes perfect sense yeah because zealots of any kind right if you don't fit in this little box that they proclaim to be 
if you're outside the box at all, you know, they kind of dismiss you almost. And I'm also going to say, knowing that the children of the watch are a cult, I love the armor even more because she's a 100% cultist and a leader and a, and a, a groomer of the cult. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's fantastic. Yeah. And I love Emily Swallow. I, well, I, I, yeah. I want to see, I want to see no. more of the armor. Yeah. Character. I would love to see so, more of the armor. But so, okay. So, um, you know, so he's like, well, I need to know, I need to get this kid back to the Jedi. And so then we get the name drop of all name drops, go to Corvus, go to the second moon, ask for Ahsoka Tano. Um, boom. Like it was so it was it just the way she dropped it was great. Like and you know, they're still friends, mm-hmm. obviously, um, because of what Ahsoka did with the siege and how she, she tried to help Mandalore. Um but yeah, it was this was a this was a great episode. Yeah. And th- the worst thing about this episode, like quote unquote yeah. the worst, it was like thirty minutes long. Yeah, it's thirty three minutes long in runtime. Um and so if you have ever watched it on Disney Plus, you know a 33 minute runtime is really a 26 minute episode mm. because right. there are uh, eight to nine minutes of credits. It's like movie credits. It's movie Well, credit. because they do the credits for all the foreign That's true. voiceover right. stuff. That's what they um, do on Netflix. Yeah. Too, so, so, but it's just so much of it. But I will say, I do love the, I still love the end credit scenes. I love those. Um, but then he gets back to the Razor Crest, right? So the episode ends with him getting back to the Razor Crest. And it is just. It's literally held together by rope. <laughs> and it's literally held together by rope. And so they're taken off. And, like, one of those squid creatures that uh, was in the soup right. tries to attack the child. Like It's like, you ate my brother. You'll pay. <laughs> you ate my brother. <laughs> I'm going to eat you now. And he just catches it. Like, you know, it's like, okay, like, you have this level of... Uh, perception. Awareness and right. perception. Yet you continually walk into traps. Which, that's actually perfect because yeah, it's a trap. It's a trap. Um, I don't think the the Mon Calamari um dock worker like tried to do that. I think that thing just snuck in. No, because no, the no, razor crest is Swiss cheese right now. Yeah. Um, but the episode ends was with Baby Yoda eating <laughs> the creature. So, um, yeah, I I thought this was a good one. Um, I was always gonna be biased towards this because Katie Sackoff. Like yes. the minute she showed up, I'm like, this is my favorite episode of the show. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and Sasha. Yeah. So, I was about to say, wait, what about your Sasha? But, dude, she's so good. She's a women's champ on SmackDown right now. She's in the Mandalorian. She looked great in the armor. And some of the, like, she did the acrobatic stuff too. I think she did some of her stunts. Yeah. Yeah. So. Like we're with the jet pack, the yeah. double kick with the jet pack. Yeah. That was definitely her. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I just, it's uh, it's they. He has to get smarter. He just has to, cause like yeah. at some point he's gonna get killed, and they're gonna peel that shiny metal shell off of him, and you know that'll be it. Like I think that's the only way the show can end is he does something stupid and gets killed. Right. Like yeah. that's the end. Like, um, you know, The Mandalorian was a good six year show, but it just ended abruptly when Din Djarin walked into a. Uh, uh, another trap another trap and he just couldn't get out of it so yeah it, that's the one thing you would think going with the fact that he's a zealot going the fact that he's untrustful yeah. he's distrustful yeah of people that don't look like him and yet he because he wants to find people that look like him 
He believes what anybody says that can I can help you. Okay, so we are in the second half of the season, quote unquote. Is this because this was episode three? Three, right? There are only six, or are there eight? Okay, so we're nearing the second half. Is this one okay. of the changes that they made due to his pissing and mo- moaning about wanting to see his face? Is he going to leave the cult, and that won't be the way anymore? And then he can take his helmet on and off. Interesting. Will he? Will he join the real Mandalorians, or will he stay a foundling? That's really interesting. Because that was the first thing I thought of when they said this is a cult. I'm like, oh god, this is this is kowtowing and bending to the the need of that little bitch. Yeah, I. Because he is, he's a little bitch. Yeah, I I would say. It's, I'm sorry, I'm, I don't mean to interrupt. So I, I feel like I do a really good job with him separating the art from the artist. Oh, Because yeah. I do think he's a good actor. Yeah. Just because he's a garbage human being doesn't mean he's not a good actor. Yeah, and, and, I, and, I, and I have to do that with certain actors, so, too. And yeah. it's fine. It's, look, you believe this, yeah. fine. Okay. Yeah. I don't care but about it. what do you life. do here, yeah. like, in your profession? That's what I'm looking for. So. But. Uh, anyway, sorry, I did not mean to But I'll, I'll say this. It, and again, like how was because of my I don't have as much background because I did watch the Clone Wars, but not yeah. to the level that you did. You haven't watched it five times. No. <laughs> all the way so I don't know all the minutia. The minutia. <laughs> That's the greatest. Rock. <laughs> I, I love that. We need to get a soundboard with just that. Just like I use the that minutia. so much. And, yeah. and people just look at me like, yeah, like, I like to say the 11. I have 11 percent of a plan. <laughs> I like to say that a lot, too. So. How was that? How was Death Watch um, kind of portrayed? I mean, so, they were terrorists. Yeah. So and then, so then when they helped Maul conquer Mandalore mm-hmm. and unseat Sabine, who was Bo-Katan's sister, who was Obi Wan's, you know, one true love, and you know, uh, Bo-Katan was part of Death Watch, mm-hmm. and, and then she saw the way that 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 wasn't right. Um. And so, you know, even even when they they talk about Death Watch and Rebels, like there's still like a splinter of it out there, right? So, with did, were the Re- Death Watch, did they take their helmets? Yeah, off? well, yeah, they took Previsla took his helmet off. All that's the what time. I thought. So, so, so no, this is new. This, this is, is this kind is of after a, the purge, after the fall. This is a splinter. Mandalore. Okay, okay. So, no, I mean, this is this is completely this is a completely new sect of it that's why they're the the children of the watch they're not the watch so you know it would have been easier or more apt if in the history and again this might be in the eu somewhere but you know i watched read a lot of eu but not all this but if that was an old 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 initial way of the mandalorian and these this sect is trying to get there instead of it being well they're trying to get back to the warring ways is what they're trying to do so but they're trying to rebuild with foundlings and clans and and you know because i mean they have the clans and, and mm-hmm. things like that so like sabine right she is part of clan Vizla. so she's right. a she's a descendant of pre Vizla. that's why she you know was able to you know have the the not it's not the, like why she was able to wield the dark saber but like her family like you know, had it and then she turned it over to Bo, and so right. I, I i will say like my my initial projection all of the bo katan stuff was going to be flashback yeah, that's what, and like I'm a, so happy that it's not. Yeah, I'm so happy. That and it's again, not. it makes me want Bo Katan in this role more than 
Well, just all three of them because I, I loved how they worked together. Yeah. And again, you know, but I mean, that's how they do it. Like yeah. when you watch, when you watch, like go back to Clone Wars season seven. Oh yeah, and watch as the Mandalorians and Ahsoka and the clones are making planet fall. That was and not not, not just watch like you know I mean obviously watch how Ahsoka does it because that's the way, but watch how the Mandos fly like through the ships and around and mm-hmm. they're, they're the way they work together. Um, even the bad ones, even the Death Watch ones, they 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 are very very skilled warriors. Kind of so. reminds me, puts me in mind of Spartans. Like from- they they very much are like you know. Um, I mean, you watch uh, again, sticking with season seven, when you watch the way that Rex and uh, and Ahsoka make their way to the hangar in the in the last episode. Mm-hmm. You know that that's very much like the Mandalorian fighting technique paired with like the Jedi fighting technique, which was you know again much much of that like I'm only I'm only as strong as the person to my left who I'm protecting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so uh, that's that's one of my favorite parts of this episode is just, just watching, watching them, them yeah. work together and yep. just wreck shop yeah <laughs> uh lay the smack down if you will lay it yeah lay it it was boss time <laughs> so goddamn michael cole anyway <laughs> um no i like i thought this was the best episode of the season um yeah it but because it moved the story and so far that's so fast. the biggest thing to me is the fact that you know I love the whole adventure aspect of the one-offs of yeah. the Mandalorian, just because, again, yeah, John Favreau's writing and it's right. so well done, right? But the fact that we get those nuggets of, okay, why does Dan have his helmet on? Yep. Go to this planet, find Ahsoka Tano. Yep. Getting Bo-Katan, she's looking for the dark saber. All these things together, right? Is just, yeah, it, it's twenty-six minutes of twenty-seven minutes of film. It's it's amazing. I think Bryce, it's amazing. So Bryce Dallas Howard yes. directed this episode. She is. So I saw someone on my Facebook wall was like, Oh, look at this family of star Wars, uh, storytellers. And it was a picture of Ron, Ron Howard and, and Bryce Dallas Howard. And I want to say, well, one of them should take a step back. Oh, Ron, Ron, that's you. Um, <laughs> so, or which one of these is a star Wars storyteller? Take a step forward. Not you, Ron. <laughs> so, um, it, it's not that solo is a bad, like solo is not a bad movie. No. It's just, it's a mess. You're right. Um, and that has nothing to do with Ron Howard. I was about to say, it's not his ability fault. To, right. to do a yeah. movie. But like the, the village movie or movie, the village episode from last season introducing Cara Dune was great. This introducing the real Mandalorians is great. And I, I just think it's a shame. This is, she's only done two episodes. Like Absolutely. I would like to see more from her. Um, like, you know, Peyton Reed, great like robert rodriguez i'm not really i don't know how psyched i am about a robert rodriguez episode yeah but like this so we're not gonna see ahsoka tano if we do next episode it'll be at the very very end Mm -hmm. because dave filoni is directing the fifth episode oh and that's and i think he's writing it so okay see i I don't know though that's his girl yeah that he made her so he created her so So he's like that's mine it's mine (laughs) I mean, which makes sense. You can have the idea. He understands. Her, but she is mine. He understands the character. So, well, like, yeah, as, as much so. as anyone. So, well, I mean, because like, I mean, they've already started like retconning the Ahsoka book with stuff that they did in Rebels and and you know um, stuff they did in the season seven of of Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. So, oh, okay, because I mean, he did not write that book. So. Ah, all right. 
But man, this this creative team behind this show is. Yeah. Um, and you know, my buddy Carlo made a really good point too. He said, "Well, you know, Carlo. Mm-hmm. Um, he he said he's enjoying the look of this season better because it looks more cinematic. Last season, it looked like a TV show, and I didn't really think about that. Um, well, we've talked about that a couple. T- I've said that a couple times. It looks well, like a movie. It looks like a movie, and I think part of that is because they've they've mastered the volume. Um. <laughs> And I, I I did not spend this entire episode of like what's real and what's fake because they were on water. There was no way to really do that. So. I'm, I'm kind of glad that I didn't watch that, what you were yeah, talking about. Yeah, I, I, it, it has taken away a, a small fraction of enjoyment from the show. Because, because like, if it's as interesting as you said it, yeah. it is, I would probably be doing the same thing. It's, it's, I mean, it's such a cool thing. And, and more and more stuff is going to be made this way. It, it's, it's revolutionary. It's revolutionizing filmmaking. But it's just every time you say the volume, I think of yeah. a, like a MacGuffin yeah. from a TV show. Like, right. We need to capture the volume. The volume. We need the volume. <laughs> All right. Um... Yeah. Oh, hold on, wait. So, uh, you were talking about we need to, like, do a little thing at the end of each episode, right? <laughs> oh, yes. So, uh, I have these things. It's called pod decks, if I can get it open. Childproof. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, so, it's, it's interview questions. So, I am going to uh, shuffle them up. Ah, oh, damn. I used to be able to do the Pharaoh shuffle where it was one, 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 one. I haven't but shuffled cards in Yeah, it, it's been so long since I've done it. Okay, so here, cut the deck. <laughs> I wish I had my tomahawk. I'd have done a Bugs Bunny. <laughs> All right, cut the cards. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull off the top card, and depending on how stupid of a question it is, we're going to answer it. What's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Ooh. Uh, see, I'm not one to eat a lot of weird things, but I would say probably the weirdest thing I've eaten, and this people are gonna be like, really, mussels. I love mussels. I love mussels actually. Like they just look so weird. It's look like just a bunch of roaches on the um, plate. <laughs> this is like uh, I went to Buca de Beppa's, yeah, Joe's basement. Um, probably like 15 years ago, one yeah. of my friends was in town from high school, and we went there for her birthday. Yeah. Which kind of falls in line with the show, what yeah. we were talking about. Right. All right. So mine is, would you rather be the best player on a horrible team or the worst player on a great team? Um, I'm always going to want to be the worst player on a great team mm-hmm. because you don't get better by being the best player on a bad team. And you don't go. Yeah. You don't go anywhere. So like, you know, um, I don't necessarily play to win championships, but like I like to win. Mm-hmm. So I would much rather be the worst player because you're only going to get better. So like someone asked me a while ago, like, um, like what's the most important thing to you? Like with the job, is it the, uh, money? Is it prestige? Is it the ability to advance or is it being a part of a team? And I said, hands down, it's being a part of a team because all those other things come with being a part of a great team. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course he was like, Oh, well no, I just want to advance. It's like, well, that's why you are where you are. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I don't know. I think this is like, you know, to, to what you had suggested. I totally mm-hmm. forgot about these things until just now. Um, so thank you, Poddex. <laughs> Those are pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else? No. So I think the inaugural uh, live episode in the Nerd Den Studios has gone pretty well. Oh, this is, yeah, this is, 
this Darryl, is a little bit slice of nerd heaven here. Daryl's gonna move to Ohio soon, and we can <laughs> we can do this more. I often. might move in here. I mean, there's room for a mattress in here now because there definitely wasn't before. It, you're here so. in the middle of the night. Pew, pew. It's like, what are you doing, Daryl? Nothing. Quit touching my toys, Daryl. <laughs> They're in a specific place, Daryl. So uh, I did share a picture uh, of the shelves and one of the stormtroopers had fallen over. And my buddy was like, uh, you need to fix that stormtrooper. I'm like, I did. I just haven't taken a new picture. Dude, that's all. So, that's all. Yeah. So that was Brad. Go check out Flying Pork Apparel if you want like cool shir- shirts. That's pretty awesome. Uh, but anyway, yeah. All right. Well, on uh, on that note, we'll see you guys next week. See you. Bye. The Infamous Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati, with new episodes out every Sunday. You can find more information about the show online at infamouspodcast.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at Infamous Podcast. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcasting app. If you're enjoying the show, consider giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcast, or check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash infamouspodcast for our new tiers and rewards. The Infamous Podcast is hosted and produced by me, Brian Tudor, with music provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. You can find me on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at Brian Tudor. So whenever you're listening to the show, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is. And we'll see you next time. Later. <laughs>